Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Thank you for tuning in to the Sports Ethos Next podcast. As always, your host, Cody Mallory. You can find me on Twitter at RealCodyMallory. Tonight, I am joined by Joe Farrow on Twitter. That is at the Joe Farrow. No Anthony tonight as he was at the Clays to watch the Nets game. But Joe, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. It felt nice to watch a win for once. I mean, I was hoping that we could take care of that team the second time around. I mean, we have to go into the first one, but but good game tonight for the most part. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it was, oh, man, like last week was ugly. Obviously, it's Monday night, and that's just to feel the Indiana Pacers for their second win of the season. Crazy to say, the Nets put a 2-5. and five. Um, I just want to talk about Steve Nash's quote real quick before we dive into last week. Um, from I saw from Scoopy, Brent Scoopy Robinson on Twitter. Obviously, we had him on the podcast. Check out his content. Uh, Steve Nash on the Nets win. He said, a win is nice, but I care much more about the process. And I think the Nets desperately needed to win the basketball game just for the sole fact of getting a win. But the process, I agree, is definitely much more important. I actually just saw your tweet underneath. The I was just about to say to see my reply. For those who, <laughs> who aren't seeing, I did reply with the process of him losing his job if we continue at this rate. <laughs> Which I think is a perfect transition into the shit show we watched since we last talked. Um, so we discussed after the Bucks game, correct? That was our last episode. What did you say? Did you the cut, last you cut oh out. My the last episode we had was against the Bucks on Wednesday, correct? Yes. Okay. So since the loss against the Bucks, the Nets lost against the Dallas Mavericks in overtime, which we'll dive more into, but that was a tough loss. And then they got embarrassed by the Indiana Pacers on Saturday at home. Um, So let's kind of dive into the Mavericks game first real quick, Joe. Um, I mean, it was the second half of a back-to-back. They were in Milwaukee, then they traveled to Brooklyn to play Thursday against a Mavericks team, and specifically Luka Doncic, who is just unreal right now. Um, Obviously super talented. The Mavericks figure to be a top-six team in the West. You agree with that? Uh, Yeah, so far. Yeah, so – I mean, tough loss. Like, it wasn't the end of the world. Uh, ben Simmons obviously got the huge seal at the end of the fourth quarter um, to get a dunk for Kevin Durant in transition to tie the game up. The Nets got the stop on the Mavericks' last possession. We go to overtime. And simply put, the Mavericks were just on fire in overtime. I mean, that's what I took from it. They scored 17 points in overtime. I think they went up, like, nine real quick into the overtime period. The Nets fought back, uh, cut it to four, and that's what they ended up losing by. Yeah, I mean, it was 
it was definitely a gritty game down the stretch. Luca was just completely gassed, and he was still torching us from all over the place. The Nets continued to show that they will not necessarily fight down low or along the three-point line. Um, that's the big takeaways for me. They're just – Luca was just having his way all night, and he does that to every team, obviously, but, like, and he's on an insane run. I believe he's the first player in NBA history to have 200 points, 50 assists, and 50 rebounds within the team's first six games. Like, yes. it's just like, in perspective, that's just an absurd, absurd stat line. But, yeah, that's just – that's more of the Nets just not giving the effort that they need to. It's, yeah. It's tough to watch. And, I mean, that was um, – which game was – no, that that was the following game. I was going to say Ben Simmons had his best game as a net, but that was game one against the Pacers. Um, he did come. Ben did have a very clutch steal and assist to KD for a dunk to send it to overtime, but it was a rough watch. It really was. Yeah, I mean, you look at Ben from that game. Besides that steal, I mean, he didn't obviously stop Luca who scored 41, which, I mean, it's Luca. He had 41, 14, and 11. He passed – or I mean, he scored or assisted on, like, 82 points or some absurd number I saw, yeah. which is just insane. Um, but anyways, I mean, once again, it was the same old shit it's been all year. It's been Katie and Kyrie getting theirs. They scored 39 and 37, respectively. And then the next leading score was 10. Um. That's obviously not going to get it done. There was no Joe Harris that game. Um, but, awesome. yeah, and it, they lost. That would bring them to one and four. And then we move on to Saturday against the Indiana Pacers at home. Um, I personally, I don't know about you, Joe, I don't want to dive fully into the Kyrie Irving tweet. Um, of I, the. I don't feel like there's a need to. It's right. If you want to hear people talk about it, go to Sports Center and watch them and watch them break it down because I don't think Cody or myself are qualified enough to really dive into that. So, correct. And also, um, if you do want to look more into it, I do know the the glue guys um, did a full episode on it. I personally have not listened to it, but I do know people said it was very good. They went into depth on the documentary that Kyrie posted. Um, But let's get back to basketball. So the Nets got, I don't know how to say it, besides absolutely embarrassed. (laughs) I think that's the best way to put it. Steve Nash was like, nothing was good about tonight at all. Kevin Durant, the post-game presser, was asked how the vibes were in the locker room. He said, we've lost four games in a row or three games in a row, whatever it was. How do you think we feel? We're pissed. We want to win. Um, the Nets had a players-only meeting following the game. They fell a one in five. Like, they gave up 125 points to the Indiana Pacers. Um, Benedict Matherin scored 32 to continue the streak of 30-plus point scores against the Nets. The effort was bad. They didn't close out threes. Um, the Pacers ended up knocking down 23 of 46, which is an absurd clip, but this, the effort just simply wasn't there for the Nets. They dropped their franchise record for three-pointers in a game against us. Yeah. In game one. It was a br- just such a brutal watch. 
there was no effort on either end. It looked like nobody was able to get anything going besides like, obviously like KD and Kyrie, they ended up doing their thing, but nobody outside of them has really done anything whatsoever. And it's like, you need one of those guys to step up. But I mean, Ben Simmons had a solid game in this one. I believe he had like eight, nine and eight or something like that. Yep. Nine, eight and nine, somewhere in that territory. Like Ben Simmons, he was aggressive in the first quarter, but then it felt like he didn't look at the basket again, other than like three more times throughout the rest of the game. It was like at first, like he scored the first basket of the game. I believe it was on an alley-oop. And then like third possession of the game, he gets a layup inside. Um, he gets a dunk in like the third quarter and then he like he gets fouled and he shoots like one of two from the line or something to where he ends up with nine points. But that was his best game as a net. Uh, um, Which is saying something I would like to say. Saying something. Exactly. But man, like we need something. And I mean, I think when we watch these type of games, it's like it speaks volumes to how valuable a guy like TJ Warren is going to be for the Nets and it also speaks volumes to how how much we need the guys like Joe Harris and Seth Curry on the court like Seth is just another creator for us plain and simple he may be undersized and people may not want him in the rotation because the rotation like in general the guard lineup they think is very small but I mean like obviously Patty Mills like he's a traffic cone defensively we all know that um, <laughs> we all know that but he's been the Nets most productive player off outside of KD and Kyrie so far. And that's extremely sad and hard to watch. So we need, we need these guys healthy. We need them to get back. And I hope we just look like a different team going forward after that. Yeah. I mean, Seth Curry obviously made his debut Saturday. Uh, he shot all five from three um, was a minus 13 and 18 minutes. Yeah. Uh, he did have six assists, however. Um, yeah, I mean, that game is just – hopefully that was a wake-up call. The first five games were against good playoff teams, top – I would say the most of those teams are going to be top four in the conferences they're in, except for maybe the Mavs. I'm not sure on them. Uh, but the loss of the Pacers. The Pacers are on a back-to-back as well. well on so, half, yeah, second half of a back-to-back, and they just – shot the lights out against us. Like, you would think that the Nets were the team on the second half of the back-to-back. And, like, if you were watching and you had to guess which team. Because, like, the Nets gassed all night. They weren't able to get anything going on either end. It was just lazy basketball being played all night. Yeah, and, like, it it got ugly between Kyrie Irving and Nick Friedel in the press conference. Very ugly. Um, Kyrie obviously so basically said yelling at him, kind of threw the mic on the counter and walked out. Said, "Change your life, change your life, bro." On his way out, we gotta update the the fans because we did say this on the pod. Kyrie said to Nick Friedel in the media in the, on media day, "Me and you are gonna be best friends by the end of the year." Yeah, um, <laughs> they are not no. best friends. Not yet, man. But things could change, you know. <laughs> I do think so. Yeah, I uh, I don't – yeah. <laughs> One last thing on the matter with Kyrie real quick. Um, he did delete the tweet. The tweet is no longer up, um, and let's move on. So before we go into the game tonight, let's just kind of update the injuries. Um, so Ben Simmons did not play tonight. The, uh, Steve Nash said it's like some – I think it's his left knee. He said there's some left knee swelling – 
They'll see how he is for tomorrow. AKA, really? AKA most likely we're playing a back-to-back. We're going to rest Ben. Today. Yeah. And I mean, even Shams Sharania kind of tweeted out in the video that the plan was for him to either play tonight or tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so fully expect Ben to go tomorrow, which National I don't know about game tomorrow. So the noise will be loud on Ben Simmons after tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I mean, Ben, we'll get into that. Um, Seth Curry also, once again, did not play tonight. It seemed that he's less likely to play tomorrow. I don't have the exact quote in front of me, unfortunately. But I believe Steve Nash said something along the lines of he's got to get back to a point where he wants to be to play or something like that. So I don't know if Seth wasn't feeling great after his first game. But it did not seem promising for Seth to be on the court tomorrow. Did you agree with that, Joe? Uh, Yeah, it definitely does not look promising. But they did list him as left ankle injury management when, with his injury designation tonight. So I'm not necessarily I'm not necessarily sure. Oh, I have the quote right here. So Steve Nash on Seth Curry, who is out tonight with injury management because of his ankle. We'll see how set this tomorrow, but we'll go from there. But he said he feels like he's got a little bit of a ways to go before he's feeling his best. Now, does that mean he'll play through that? Or like who knows? Right? Uh, it's yeah. Weird. It definitely is weird, but the Nets need Seth Curry on the floor. Um, and hopefully he starts feeling his best sooner rather than later because we need it. I agree. And then TJ Warren obviously is still out. He was supposed to be reevaluated in November, which it's insane, but November is literally tomorrow. Oh, shit. Tomorrow is November 1st, so maybe we will get a TJ, TJ Warren update soon. Obviously, he's not going to play tomorrow. I would expect to get an update later in this week after some sort of practice the Nets have. But even if he could give the Nets some minutes, would be great. Um, that's it, right? I don't think we missed any other injuries. Uh, I don't believe so. It's just it's Tuesday, it's Seth, and it's quote unquote Ben. So yeah, quote unquote Ben. My ass Ben was resting. But uh, all right, let's dive into the game tonight. Oh, it would suck if they rest Joe tomorrow. But they might. <laughs> Man, yeah. I mean, I want to talk about the game tonight, obviously, since it's fresh in our minds. Um, a little more positive, I guess. There are still some concerns we will address. But first, Joe Harris played a tremendous defense all night. He was I don't even I don't even care that he set his career high in steals. Um with four. four. Uh, did he finish with four? I know he had at least four. <laughs> The box score is saying he had three. I do know that on, on yes, they said at one point he had four, which is a career high. So Nets PR did list him as four, saying that that's his career high, because I did get that tweet. Right. I got an ESPN box score right now that has three. Regardless, steals are kind of fluky because it doesn't always indicate the defense you're playing. There was a play with 58-ish seconds left in that fourth quarter of a close game. And Joe Harris absolutely clamped Tyrese Halliburton. And that was that was the game-winning play, in my opinion. The Nets couldn't score. Kyrie, Katie, and then Kyrie missed three shots in a row. Iso ball down the stretch, which we'll get into how the Nets played down the stretch because it's stupid. Um, and then Joe had that big defensive stop, 
which he just – that's what he did all night. Like, he was holding his own if he got switched into Miles Turner down low. Um, he was playing good perimeter defense. He was getting steals. Like, he only scored seven points, and the impact that he had in his 29 minutes was immense because of his defensive effort. And I saw a tweet that was like, Joe Harris is who I thought number 10 was going to be, which is obviously Ben Simmons. Like, yeah. that's the level that Joe Harris was playing defensively tonight. And I know everyone's like, oh, he's not a good defender. He's a traffic cone. Like, hell, no the hell he's not. He's not elite by any stretch of the imagination. But one thing Joe does, and he will always do, is he plays hard. That is half the battle on the defensive end of the NBA, is contesting hard, fighting with your man if you get switched on to a bigger guy. And, like, he's 6'6". He's not small. Um, Plus the spacing he provides, even though he only took two threes tonight, he was tremendous. And he has to be in the starting lineup, in my opinion. Like, you cannot keep having him come off the bench. He played damn near 30 minutes tonight. He's clearly ready to go. Let the man start again. He needs to be. I couldn't agree more. I mean, he's showing now that, like, he looks like he's back to his old self. And, I mean, just speaking from experience, you don't know how many times people have attempted to cook me on Twitter when I say that Joe Harris is a plus defender. And, I mean, maybe not – maybe plus defender isn't the right word, but he he gives the effort, like you said, and he always has and he always will. He's out there. He knows that, like – they people don't just want three players they want three and d players so he's going to give his defensive effort as much as he can um joe joe is so invaluable to this team um i'm glad i'm glad we didn't trade him and i mean it's like we've discussed joe harris trades on here a lot but it's just because that's needed it like clearly needed improvements and his salary was the biggest outside of the group of guys that make up the team (laughs) <laughs> as a whole pretty much so that's the only reason he was really in those discussions but like we all knew throughout the whole time it's very unlikely that joe's going to get traded this organization understands how much he means and he he was incredible tonight like he the defense he played on tyrese halberton down the stretch was awesome they were hunting joe and yeah. he held his own and tyrese halberton for like some people who may not know tyrese halberton is I'd put him up there in like the top like 15, 20 ish best isolation players in the league. I mean, when you factor in his passing ability and his ability to just create in general, like Tyrese Halliburton is amazing. And like the fact that Joe played such great defense on him tonight down the stretch says a lot with how he's feeling at the moment. Yeah. I mean, like you said, like they, the Nets didn't have Joe Harris on Halliburton. They hunted out that switch to get Halliburton on Joe Harris by setting a ball screen. And Joe Harris just – I'm watching the replay right now. I have it up on my Twitter. Like, he just moved his feet, and it was insane. No one helped him. He was pretty much on an island in the middle of the floor, and he stayed right with him for about 10 to 12 seconds. Um, besides Joe, Nick Claxton was a man amongst boys tonight. Um he was dunking all over Miles Turner, who is a very popular player that that <laughs> Twitter wants. The tweets I saw tonight from everybody just being like, "This is who y'all were creaming over for the last three years." <laughs> tonight, yeah, because Man. like we Nets Twitter over the past like three years has gone from Aaron Gordon immediately to Miles Turner, and they have not hopped off of the Miles Turner bandwagon ever since. 
Um, so say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It felt, it felt pretty good to see Nick Claxton go out there and show him what's up because I'm sure Nick Claxton has heard that at some point <laughs> with all these discussions. Oh, yeah. He's had to have heard it. But he, man, he was like tremendous tonight. 19 points, uh, four blocks, and nine rebounds, and four assists. Like 31 minutes. He was not part of the closing lineup, which I want to discuss with you after, real quick. But he was. Very good. The only time I cannot stand Nick Claxton on a basketball court is when he is in the post because he has no post game and the Nets don't need him to have a post game. But every once in a while, he'll try to do a little jump hook with his right hand and it's just ugly. It is. It's definitely very ugly. <laughs> but besides that, like he's been, I know we've said it a lot, but he's been absolutely tremendous this year. And He's been the Nets' third best player, most consistent player, most valuable player. I mean, I think Joe is obviously coming to his own. He's starting to get healthy again. But besides that, Clax has been amazing. And one last thing with Joe real quick. In media day, they asked him, like, if he was going to ever thought of coming back just to shoot some threes or whatever. Um, they are like, oh, Joe, I'm sure you could have spotted up on your ankle or whatever. And Joe said – yeah, I could have knocked down some shots, but it was the other end chasing guys around that I could not do. And watching him tonight, that makes me fairly comfortable that Joe Harris is back. He's confident in his ankle again, and things should just keep trending up for him. No doubt. I'm so excited with how Joe played tonight, and I really, really hope he just continues to carry that over. Yeah. Um, all right. Closing lineup tonight. Nets went with Kevin Durant, <laughs> Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris, and Kyrie Irving, which were the four starters. But Steve Nash did not go with Nick Claxton. He went with Utah Watanabe. So they played small, but all five guys on the floor were able to shoot. Um, Miles Turner got kind of ran off the floor, to be honest with you. They went to Jalen Smith at the five, which was the correct move by the Pacers. Um, but is this kind of what you expect to see going forward with the Nets? Maybe it's Ben Simmons instead of Utah. Or do you think they stay with the five guys that can shoot? Like, what do you think they're going to do, Joe? I think it depends on what type of scenario we're in. I feel like if we're in a much closer game or if we're trailing, if we are trailing in the game, I believe that we're going to look at, we're going to see a lot of Yuta Watanabe at the five to close games. Because if we need that floor spacing, he that's the best lineup you can put out there at, with the roster construct as currently constructed. Um, you need the you need five if you want a five wide lineup, any any iteration of those five, and then you could factor in TJ and Seth when they're back. Like that's that's a really really like good lineup to throw out there. Um, but I mean, I feel like if we're trying to hold teams off, Ben Simmons could be at that five spot. It's 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 a weird mix and match right now because all these guys like we did, nobody really expected. At when we first signed Utah Watanabe for him to actually matter on this team. 
but he's stepped in and he's he's played phenomenal so far outside of scoring in the other team's basket uh in the first game against the Pacers on like a tip in <laughs> um but he's been he's been really really good he's been knocking down the three ball he's been playing hard on both ends he's been providing spacing and it, he's been very very good so i would like to see more uh we're uh Yuta Watanabe at the 5 yeah i mean i think he's been better than anticipated out of those non-guaranteed guys like he's been the best um i know actually Edmund sumner has been pretty good he's had his spurts and his moments but utah is kind of more of a role the nets need and he's looked good i mean i'm gonna be honest with you joe the nets are a better team right now without ben simmons um and i say right now because the Nets are going to need Ben if they actually have championship aspirations. Because without him, they're not a championship team, in my opinion. I think they're a better team now because Ben has been a negative when he's on the floor, personally, is my opinion. So far. I do, so far, correct. I do still expect him to get better. Um, but I think right now they're better without Ben Simmons. It's hard. It's hard to disagree. I mean, when you watch the games so far this year, and then you watch how they come out, and like, you give like, you see more of a display from guys like Ed- Edmund Sumner, who was all over the place tonight, just showing off the wheels and driving to the rim off, uh, off the line, like, like it's nobody's business. Like, if you were watching, uh, Edmund Sumner when he plays in spurts tonight, that he's playing exactly how you want Ben to play. And, like, Ben just isn't doing it. So it's like, I mean, and a lot of people keep saying, like, yeah, Ben's assist numbers are up and all all that. Like, he Ben, at least he's getting his assist. But you can't deny that his numbers are inflated a little bit on the assist. If you watch the games, a lot of it is just, like, coming out of sets, dribble handoffs to KD. KD shoots with two hands in his face from two different defenders closing in because they know Ben isn't a threat with the ball right there along the perimeter. And KD's just talented enough to to drill the shot. Like his assists yeah. are inflated. It's not like he's like he's like shooting the ball up the like not shooting the ball, but like flinging the ball up the court and like just finding guys in open lanes. I mean, and he is doing some of that, but like there's probably like if he's averaging like eight assists a game right now, like probably like five of them are just off like dribble handoffs. Like he, he's been like he's been pretty pretty negative on the floor for the Nets, and like it's okay. Like we want. Ben, we're fine with Ben Simmons if he puts up a Draymond Green type stat line. If we're getting the lockdown defense that Draymond provides, but Ben hasn't been doing that either. So it's like we need, we got to find that happy medium, and we haven't gotten that yet. And like other guys stepped in and gave that and provided that happy medium that we need from Ben Simmons tonight, and we just looked like a more cohesive unit on the floor for the most part, outside of, like, us blowing, like, a lead, like, a pretty big one, <laughs> and then ending up holding off. But for the most part, we looked really good tonight. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if, if I want to say it's Ben's fault fully. Like, I don't want to say that it. at all. It's just he's been – when he's disappointing and the team as a whole has been disappointing, it's just hard to yeah. – it's hard to, like, really, like, not put the blame on him. And it's obviously not all on him. But right. at the same time, some of it has to go on him, you know? 
Yeah, no, I agree fully. Like, he hasn't played well, but I think part of it is, like, I don't think him and Classing can play together. I think they tried. I think they tried that experiment. Um, I don't think it works. <laughs> Personally, like, I, I just don't think it works. And at, so the same why... time, at the same time, we are so paper thin down low. Draymond Green, uh, not, not Draymond Green. Why do I keep? Okay, so I tweeted today. I said, Dayron Sharp plays basketball like each of his hands weigh 12 pounds. <laughs> and he does. Like the guy can't secure a rebound. He just smacks the shit out of the ball coming off the rim. He can't catch. He has like no hands. He cannot catch a pass. It's like, it's absurd. Nick Claxton is our only option at center unless you run small ball all the time with Ben at the five. And Ben isn't showing any, like the aggression that we would need out of a five down low. So it's like, what do the Nets do? They're in like, they are in a massive predicament there. And it's like, they, they can't really play together. But you don't have enough size if both of them aren't on the floor. So it's like, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, it's a tough situation. And that's that's why I think the Nets are better right now without Ben. Simply because the floor spacing is better. I mean, that's all it is. I'm not saying, like, I'm not trying to say that Edmund Sumner is a better player than Ben Simmons. No, 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 no. Even this version of Ben Simmons. No, 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 no. It's just... The floor spacing with Ben and Claxton or Ben and Dayron, like I th- really think the Nets are going to have to use Ben as a five or they have to get a stretch big. I think it's as simple as that. And when Claxton's in the game, you can't play Ben. You got to play like what we saw tonight, like Joe Harris, Royce O'Neal, like Kyrie, KD, like shooters around them. Yeah. And Clax, Clax, Clax either rolling or in the dunker spot. Uh, just dunking on people because that's what he does best and then Ben's got to be around four other shooters like he can't be around guys that can't shoot the ball it just doesn't work out yeah I completely agree and I mean like the Nets I mean Scoop Robinson tweeted today that both Carmelo Anthony and Dwight Howard had like been in contact with the Nets recently and then I think during the game actually a quote came out from Dwight Howard saying the Nets didn't want me because I don't know how to shoot uh, not because I can't shoot, but it's like yep. on one hand, it's like no shit. And then on the <laughs> like anybody but Dayron, like, you know, like it's like, it's tough. It really is. It's, and it's like, I don't know how we could really improve that spot right now. Um, Hopefully we could dump Patty somewhere, but I doubt that'll happen. So who knows? Yeah. It's uh definitely a predicament and i think that's the main problem with the roster construction i think everyone would pretty much agree with that yeah so sean mark's gotta do something because dayron's dayron's not playable markeith morris was pretty atrocious today um the nets play in spurts man even tonight we saw him go up 24 and then boom they're only up like seven at the half they go up big again in the third, and then boom, they're only up like four at one point in the fourth quarter with like six minutes left. They actually tied with like seven minutes left in the game, and then they went on a quick 4-0 run. And it's like I they play in spurts, and it has to be what? It has to be because of the lineup construction, like when Marquise comes in or when Patty comes in or when Dayron comes in. The other team's going on runs. I mean – I don't want to throw out Utah because I think he's been good, but he was a minus 16 tonight. 
in a game that the Nets won. Dayron was a minus nine. Marquise was a minus four. Like you look at the starters: plus fourteen, plus thirteen, plus seventeen, plus twelve, plus eight. Like the starters were good. It's the bench again. And I, I mean, I know we're missing TJ. I know we're missing Seth. Like, I get it. I know we're missing Ben. So we're even thinner than normal. But it's these non-guaranteed guys. It seems that Utah might be the only one that's hit so far. And still, like, the Camp Thomas can't sniff the basketball court. I don't understand. I was, I was just about to mention him because that's something that – because me saying before, like, hopefully we can move Patty and something else for, like, a stretch big and get Cam Thomas some minutes. He Did you see the New York Post article, Cody? I'm sure you did. I did, yes. So, basically, Cam Thomas has said he ain't had no conversations with Steve Nash, just not playing at the moment. The first-round pick uh, did admit he has been caught off guard by this decision. They asked him if it was surprising. He said, very, it is what it is. So, it's like, and I, I don't know if you got a chance, like, did you see when Kevin Durant got poked in the eye in, like, early, or, like, late in the first, early the second quarter? Um, yes. KD was over in the corner by the Nets bench. There were a lot of guys who got up and like went to check on him. Cam Thomas just sat there and looked absolutely miserable in the back. It's like this kid can hoop, dude. Like, and he can give you what you need. You need shot creation. You need spacing. Like, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever why Cam Thomas is not playing right now. Um, and this was after the Dallas Mavericks game this article and this conversation. Um, So before these two Pacer games and he did not sniff the floor in either game. So it's, it's brutal, man. Like everybody in their mother who has seen Cam Thomas play basketball, whether it's summer league preseason or even some like regular season last year, everybody knows that Cam Thomas should be playing, but apparently Steve Nash does not. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's just weird. Like, he can't even get on the court for like a six minute stretch. Like, I don't know. It just something had to happen, man. I just don't get it. It it doesn't but, make sense, man. It really doesn't. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. But Joe, I uh, I finally witnessed the win. Like this is the first win I actually watched the Nets get because <laughs> I missed the Raptors game. <laughs> is my jinx and curse over? Uh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> well, I got news for you. The Nets are back in action tomorrow night against the Bulls. On I... national television. <laughs> What'd you say? But on national television, back to back. Yeah. Lovely. That's tough. And I will be able to watch once again, Joe. <laughs> I'll be able to have that one on too. I'll be in class, but I'll have it on my laptop like I do every time. <laughs> yeah. So the Bulls, I mean, the Bulls are three and four. They were kind of, I don't want to say a surprise team last year, but I think they kind of overachieved a little bit. DeMar DeRozan was the insane first, last year. The first half they overachieved. Second half they fell off a cliff as soon as Lonzo got hurt. Yes. And, like, they're kind of banged up already to start this year. Um, you know, if Levine's playing tomorrow, I believe, correct? Uh, I believe so. He did play the last couple of games, so. I don't think they played tonight where they would be resting him for a back-to-back or something. So, Yes, they did not play tonight. Um, I mean, the Nets are going against killer Nikola Vukovic, and everyone says he's washed, but, like, that man had 23-19 and 19 the last game against Philly. <laughs> so, 
Um, he definitely looks a lot better so far this year than he did last year. Um, yep, I agree. Claxton, I believe the last time we played uh, Vooch, I think Claxton did defend him pretty well. And that was even when Claxton was in limited minutes and we've seen Nick Claxton's improvement so far this year. So hopefully we get more of the same. Yeah, I agree. Um, did we pick for the game tonight? I don't think we did, did yeah, we? We did in the chat. All three of us took two wins against the Pacers after the Mavs game. Okay. So we'll have to text Anthony at some point to get his picks before tomorrow, get his pick for tomorrow's game. Uh, yep. And I don't think he'll be able to join us tomorrow either, he said. So we'll get his pick for sure. Um. But, Cody, I believe I am one ahead of you. You sure are, because you picked them to lose like a weenie. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so who do you got? Whoa, you're ahead of me. You picked the hell? Oh, wait, that's right. Damn. This man's, this man's trying to cheat, too. <laughs> no, I just forgot. Um, So I'm going to take a Nets loss against the Bulls. Uh, I'm gonna pick a win. Spicy. Well, <laughs> the ESPN analytics, I guess they replaced the basketball power index thing. It has the Nets with a 71.1% chance to win. So that that's means surprise. Awesome. <laughs> we'll yeah, that's that's surprising. But uh anything else, Joe? I think we kind of touched on everything. Yeah, I think we got it. Yeah, I mean, it looked pretty bleak. Like, everyone was saying Steve Nash needs to be fired right now. Like, I saw on my timeline people saying, I hope the Nets lose Monday night so Steve Nash gets fired. And, like, I understand, but I will never hope for the Nets to lose the game. I'm sorry. (laughs) I took the boneheaded play of when the the Pacers tied it up to take their money line earlier, and I got burned by it, so – that's my yeah, that's... I'm not doing that again. <laughs> that's tough. But uh glad the Nets got the win. Thank you guys for listening to the Sports Ethos Nets podcast with Joe and Cody. The Nets are back in action tomorrow against the Bulls. Let's get another win. goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.